0: Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com.
1: Welcome to Grape Minds, a wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond
0: what is in the glass. We dig a little deeper into the stories, the culture, and the history behind the wine. I'm Julie Glenn. And we have a little bit of fun doing that digging. I'm Gina Birch. It's Halloween season, and this is definitely one of those times to bring out the fun in wine. Uh, As much as wine lovers and ourselves say we care more about what is in the glass than what's on the label, the truth of the matter is that labels do have a big influence when it comes to purchasing and judgment.
1: It's it's a good time, really, to uh, look around at different labels uh, uh, to present at your mm-hmm. Halloween party or your dress-up event, and, and you know what? If the wine's bad, you have a mask on, so nobody's even gonna know where <laughs> it came from. There you go. Um, it's not like we're talking about this is a culinary occasion here. It's exactly. not like you're going to be doing a a masterful pairing of your uh, ninety point wine with uh with your Snickers. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> that you stole from your kids. <laughs> True. <Check-a-lantern. laughs> you're right. Does not have to be ninety plus points. And to be honest, you're really not going to want to pour that two thousand eight. Dal Forno Valpolicello and handing out Halloween candy and eating unhealthful snacks, right? That's my boyfriend you're talking about I there. I know that's why I brought it up. I know you love some Dal Forno. Dal Forno. Especially that 2008 we both tried it actually uh recently at a at a trade tasting. Mm-hmm. And man, you saw that that Magnum sitting there and you were like a you were just like shoo, white on rice. You were over <laughs> there going, "That's my boyfriend. I got to ha- I got to have me some of that." <laughs> And when you And it was just the Palachella. It wasn't even the Amarone. I'm no. like Yes. When, when you said that's my boyfriend, I said which one and some girl flipped her head around like, "No, she didn't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be
1: my boyfriend. Yeah. I love
0: some Dalforno Valpolicella. Oh, that was that was some great juice, man. Yeah. And that that year it was just drinking so nicely. Also at this trade tasting, we got to try um a bunch of the Michael David wines. And they are really fun wines. He, he's they do the seven deadly zens and um of course Freak Show which is, Show. I guess, one of their signature in the lineup. And that, just the label on that will keep you entertained uh, for a while. And they even have a printout of all of the characters. It looks like a big cir- surfa- a circus, a big top, and, and they have a printout of all of the characters. Many of them are real circus characters and yeah, others, they, that others they made up.
1: They found people that were um, like carnies and people that were involved in the circus that were more than 77 years old, they said. Mm-hmm. And they arranged them all in this uh, thing, and the, the label's done by a California hippie guy. That you can uh, easily find a, a tribute to a Grateful Dead reference or two, you know, yeah. in, in the labels. But, and when we were there, you picked up a key or like a legend to who the yeah. people are that are featured in there. And if they didn't have their names, it just made up names, right? <laughs> they, I don't remember what of them really. They were, it was really funny, but it's a, it's a
0: cool label. So we tried the Cabernet, mm-hmm. the Red Blend, mm-hmm. and the Petite Petite. Right. Um, I think the petite petite was still a little young. It, we, we were all current vintages, and it just it just needed more time in the bottle. Uh, so these are wines that you're probably that are they're well distributed. So we bring bring this up to let you know uh, they're out there. Yeah, and and if you see the petite petite, just let just know that just be aware you, it needs a little more time. In our opinion, maybe you can decan it or do a uh, something or aerate like, it if
1: you really like a uh, port then it's ready to go right now. It kind of <laughs> has a port-like flavor going on. because that, that fruit just hasn't really uh, integrated yet into right. that bottle, and it d- may eventually over time. But that one's the one that has the two elephants on it. So that one's Petit Verdot and Petit Syrah. Right. Am I right? Mm-hmm. And they just have a new label for that. And those one. are both big old grapes anyway. Right. Even though they're called Petite, there's nothing Petite no, about it. Not at one. all. No, no. So, yeah, those are those are still – they're called Petite because the uh, grape is – you know physically small but mm-hmm. when you have that 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 means your skin to juice ratio is going to be skew more heavy towards the skin side it's concentrated that means you're going to have a lot more dark color mm-hmm. a lot more tannin, tannins and these are guys that like to grow in warmer climates uh, and this is from the Lodi area where it's uh, definitely warmer so you're gonna get all the fruit
0: yes yeah, all of it of Lodi I brought in a bottle from Lodi here today for us to try. Every time I hear Lodi, I think uh, there's this song. So what would you bring in? This is called Predator, and it's by Six Spot Red Wine, Rutherford Ranch. And I thought Predator is a great name for Halloween wine. And it doesn't look um, – oh, you know what? Look, it's got a little ladybug on the front. Isn't that cute? Which doesn't look too menacing. However, ladybugs are predators in the vineyard. They go after the insects and they protect the vines and uh, hence the name. Because the ladybug is the predator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a bland – Ladybugs everywhere like, you heard it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Step get off you my vine <laughs> because <laughs> I will eat that aphid. Oh, <laughs> uh, So this one has um, – this one has some Zin in it. It's got uh, – what else does it have? Um, some Petit Syrah and – I had it written down here. Now I can't read my writing. Oh, yeah, we go Petit Syrah, Zinfandel, and a little bit of Malbec. Well, 22 percent Malbec. That's But mostly Petit Syrah. So just what we were talking about, a, yeah. a Petit Syrah. Have you tried it yet? Yeah. And? It tastes like a cigar box Ooh,
1: with jam on it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know like that oh. cedary kind of that's the zen yeah oh that's totally yeah
0: it's total cigar box
1: yeah it definitely uh, has that um like i just walked into a humidor kind of feeling mm-hmm. and, and had a uh had something with that might be good
0: it. with your chocolate halloween candy i think it really dark would. chocolate oh my gosh
1: yeah i would have dark chocolate with
0: this for yeah, sure i want some cherry oh chocolate covered cherries Yeah, but I don't think anybody gives those out for Halloween anymore. No, but at the adult party, we could have them. (laughs) (laughs) So that means we're not going to be able to lift all the candy at our party from (laughs) the kids. (laughs) And something salty. You know, I would like something a little salty with that, too, maybe.
1: And there's something about Halloween that makes you want to go for the Big Red. Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe it's the presence of all the chocolate, the weather getting a little cooler, depending on where you're at. And just the, uh, the blood redness of it, you know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of got an appealing thing to it. Right. You know,
0: does Halloween have any history with wine? Do you know? Well, you know, historically, it was a big part of religion
1: and religious ceremonies. And of course, there was the cult of Dionysus and the cult of Bacchus. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're thinking about the occult and then also history. Then you get over into the United States and uh, <laughs> we have the introduction of Mr. Thomas Welch. Ooh. He was a Methodist minister, turned dentist, and he really did not like alcohol so oh. <laughs> much
0: so <laughs> i i I see the writing on the wall for this story
1: <laughs> well, this was back in that uh, that era before prohibition, right you know so he was like one of the early champions of it uh way back in eighteen sixty nine mister welch mr thomas welch mm-hmm. he uh Discovered, perfected a process to remove the alcohol-producing yeast from grape juice. Let's think Welch's grape juice. Yes, I guess that's where it, that
0: came from. Exactly. That's interesting. It a is, history on
1: grape juice. Yeah, well, his son Charles reflected, mm-hmm. and I'm quoting here, the Welsh company was born in 1869 out of a passion to serve God by mm-hmm. helping his church to give its communion uh, the fruit of the vine instead of the cup of devils. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's our Halloween tie-in as far as the history of and then of course you know you have seven deadly sins you have rapture you have all these from Michael David, yeah these are all just fun little like plays on the uh, you know the cult of Dionysus and, mm-hmm. and Bacchus and yeah. the cup of the devil
0: well <laughs> I, I knew you would uh, did some digging into the history and since you mentioned the devil um, that, that leads me to one of my favorite uh, Halloween wines, and that's from Concha y Toro, and that's Castello del Diablo. Castello del Diablo. Cast- that was a good one. Yes, oh, that's a goodie. Cassi Cassi Castello Castello. Uh, gosh, see, if I hadn't stopped, I would have just kept. It means basically the cellar of the devil. <laughs> oh, really? And um, what? There the, the has a great story behind it. In, in Chile, the winemaker um, people were, were going down into a cellar and stealing his wine in the middle of the night. So he started this rumor. That there was a devil in the cellar. Mm-hmm. So people would stay away. And, then, and to this day, everyone, when they go there to visit, like, oh, it's haunted. There's a devil. There's something in the cellar. And he goes, like, no, I was just trying to keep you fools from stealing my wine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <That's
1: laughs> Casielo, awesome.
0: Casiello era, whatever, Del Diablo. But I mean, Cellar of the Devil. And they make 12 different wines, actually. Mm -hmm. They have a red blend, they've got a Malbec, they've got um, a Sauvignon Blanc, they even have a Rosé that's pretty darn good, and they're all affordable, they're all under $20, $15 range, and these are uh, wines that you're going to be able to find Probably on most grocery store shelves. And, you know, we talk a lot here about wines that are harder to find and you've got to search for and maybe order direct from the winery. It's always nice to know some of those everyday wines when you're stuck and you're in the grocery store and you're like, gosh, I'm looking at all this sea of wine. What do I get? And this for me, every time – all of the ones I've tried, the Carmenere is really nice. They've always been consistent and, you know – and, and a, a, I think a pretty good value. Carmenere is a cool grape. Yeah. I think we all just overlook it because, I mean, it's
1: such a big thing. Now. It's great in Chile. It's got like a white pepper thing. It's wonderful for barbecue. So if you happen to be out barbecuing uh, on Halloween night, you know, all the kids are running around getting their candy. Yeah. Another thing to maybe be, you know, aware of if you're going, if you're making your big transition from the white wines of summer to the red wines of uh, fall and winter – uh, be aware of the alcohol content because you don't want it to become the cup of the devil and end up hurting yourself <laughs>
0: yeah, and not literally. realizing
1: I've got 3 percent more alcohol mm-hmm. uh, per by volume uh, than – it can be significant. You know, whites kind of can be around the 9, 10, 11, 12, and the reds can get up there into the 15, 16, you know? Yes, yes, especially um, the big
0: dark reds, you know like the Zins and mm-hmm. stuff some others you're we talking about were again some of the some big blends that I like for Halloween too chronic sellers out of Paso Robles. All of their uh, wine labels have skeletons on them, and they're all very colorful and creative, and they have cool names like Purple Paradise and Sofa King Blend and Dead Nuts <laughs> and Stone Fox, and they have all these great characters That's cool. and um they are actually, it's made by Josh and Jake Beckett, mm-hmm. and they are the sons of Peachy Canyon Guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and and he actually is one of the pioneers in Paso Robles. You know, Peachy Canyon has been there for a long time, yeah. and, uh, and they've been doing a lot of good things for a long time and, and, and in an area of Paso that wasn't really developed at the time, so they're... The Beckets are considered a you know a stellar family that makes who makes good wine and um and and again pioneering spirits of the, of the area. Another uh, fun
1: wine for Halloween uh, if you're um, more into the whites and if you like stuff that's a little bit on the more fruit forward sweet side, mm-hmm. a la Riesling. There's that Black Cat Riesling. You know, remember that? Yeah, I totally model? forgot
0: it. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. They they almost always load up on that at World Market. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like an annual big sale for uh, them. But <clears throat> it comes in black, and it also comes in orange, so you could mix it up
0: and have, uh-huh. you know.
1: Or if you wanted to, if you wanted to do that and have the bottle for presentation, it'd be kind of fun. You can make that Riesling into a really good sangria. It's not very expensive either.
0: No. you know. Well, and, and that's the one good thing about any of these. You get it and it's too sweet or it's too this or too that. Dump it in a bowl, add some fruit, you know, actually put it on the stove, add a little brandy to it and make a little mold wine even. And here's
1: the thing. I'd like to charge everybody with doing a little bit of research. We talked about this a little bit and uh, we weren't able to get a hold of any dry ice, but I'm wondering.
0: Oh gosh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering
1: if we could get dry ice and put that into wine if that would have an impact on the flavor? Well, when we
0: think about it, it's going to aerate the wine. Yeah. So that alone would have an impact, but the ice itself would have a chilling effect. Yeah. So temperature would be – and that affects flavor. Um, And would it release too much of the aromas? That that would be something that I would be concerned of because when you decant or when you use – you know some of those other gadgets. It's the ones a, that smell sound like slurping. Yeah, I cannot do those. It's, it's a quick hit. Yeah, but this is a constant, so you you might be losing some of that. Those. Uh that the aromatics of the wine, I, I would I, I would think so. Uh, that's your homework if you have access to, to dry ice. <laughs> please to do to it. To let you. us know. But don't get the dry ice in your mouth because that would be very no. Bad. You, you would, that would hurt your
1: tongue. Yeah. Everything else. I saw somebody do that once. They were like, Uh-oh. oh, I'm just going to grab. And it uh-huh. was somebody that threw it. They thought it was ice in their mouth and the, and it stuck oh, to their no. tongue and yeah. they couldn't
0: get it out because that can cause frostbite. I mean that, that that's no joke. That dry ice. I know. Yeah. He did. He did not uh, enjoy yes. that decision.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was bad. <laughs> I wonder what he felt like the next day. So post our facebook page if you've ever tried dry ice on wine i would mm-hmm. like to know if that works or not yes. i think it'd be kind of but another thing that you could do if you're feeling like keeping your uh, wine cool you could always do that thing where you know you freeze grapes and get yes. it in which is great mm-hmm. but if what if you froze if you're putting it in white wine a lychee because that looks like an eyeball yes that'd be great for halloween creepiness
0: and depending on the white wine, oh, what if you had it like with a Viognier or maybe even a Tarantis or something mm-hmm. that have that some nice tropical fruits or even a, even an unoaked Chardonnay? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. And you have a little eyeball floating mm-hmm. in there, keeping it cool. Right. All right. All the ideas. We've got them all. <laughs> now, if we could just make some money off of these ideas. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> on the oh, lychee we'll trade. Parking. My tree died a long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, happy Halloween. Yeah. Have a great celebration. Whatever you drink, enjoy and. Uh, have a sip for us, too.
1: Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios
0: on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producers for online media are Anna Bejarano and Tara Calligan. Great Minds theme music for Zante by Colin Mannon. To get in touch, check greatminds.org. Thanks for listening.